Hello, this is Black Country Blokes Tune the Fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the mums, especially on my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. I've been here. This is Black Country Blokes, chewing the fat. With me, Kev Dillon, Craig Pinches, Lee Cadman and Aaron Chew. Today, what we're going to be talking about is body image. Now, body image can, uh, as many degrees, it can be within body dysmorphia, it can be just vanity. Like the other day, I went to the eye hospital and um, I've had lazy eyes since I had meningitis and it's progressively got worse. It basically, the brain sending the eye messages, but the eye hasn't worked for that long, it's not working, it's just getting lazier and lazier. And the doctor said I could have an operation. After 33 years, I can finally have an operation. And I've been pondering the idea, thinking, do I actually want it? Am I that vain? And, and I, I've decided to. I've decided to go for this operation because even if the operation isn't successful, it's not like it can make my blind eye any worse. But I was thinking, am I vain? And I've never considered myself to be vain. However, it makes me uncomfortable. So has anyone else got any little things that makes them uncomfortable about their physical appearance? A bit loud there. Where do you start? <laughs> exactly. Where do you start? I mean, I grew up an ugly kid. Not no lost change, actually. <laughs> you know, I grew up with the big national elf glasses and the, the buck teeth and the freckles and the bad haircut. Sorry, mum, but it was a bad haircut. Um, you know, so did your mum used to cut your hair for you? Yeah, 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 yeah did. And then they went through a fad where you keep your fringe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we all go there, like. Um, <laughs> But yeah, look, and I think that, that carries on. But there is a word for it, and I can't, it, it was on the telly a long time ago. There's a word for it, even though, let's say you've got a cold sore, let's say you've got something, where to you, it's like this massive thing, but to the world, they don't notice it. And there is a word for it for the life, and I can't think of what the word's called. It's like a condition mm-hmm. um, that, that people actually suffer, where you actually feel that something looks a lot worse than it is. And it knocks your self-confidence and it knocks... I can't remember what the word, but with me, mate, there's loads. But people that. have that, don't they? They go like, I'm short, so I don't think women will like me, or my ears are big. And then you, you, you meet to, like your immediate group tease on it, don't they? Ah, you're big ear to that, or oh, you're short. Us. But then when you actually get out of your group, you say, I've got big ears. Really? I wouldn't have noticed. Mm. But you've been bullied <laughs> on it for so long. You've made a big thing about it. See, I look, every time I go to the dentist every three to six months for a checkup, and they tell me all that. Um, and I had braces as a kid. I had to have braces. I think I had them off when I was 16, 17. And I went not last year or the year before, and I asked them whether there was anything more they could do, you know, the incognito ones and straighten your teeth. And they looked at me like I was crazy. Yeah. I said, Yeah, you've got a look, there's a gap in, in your teeth, but there's nothing, nothing them straight as they, they're yeah. ever going to go. And the dentist lady said to me, I said, no, I prefer your kind of smile, a big smile. Yeah. But to me, I look at it as, oh, me. And he, t- he takes so much vanity. He said, I don't, I pretty much don't really care what people think of me. And I know a lot of people say that, but I don't as such. It's how I feel comfortable and how I don't feel comfortable. I think sometimes it's not like the vanity. It's the experience of being teased on it. And you mm. don't want to relive that feeling of mm. bringing those childhood traumas. Yeah. That's what they are. Because 
this, this word that gets thrown around all the time, oh, it's only banter. It's banter, mate. It's banter. Yeah. But really, banter's when you're both laughing. When you're that kid at the back. He's teasing. And you're being teased and teased. That, that scores you at a young age. Like a physical score, you know, it's a, a medal of honour. Mm. That mental score of, oh, for God's sake, don't bring that up, please. That, that, tra- that traumatises you. See, I remember when I was in primary school, and it must have been year five-ish, give or take, and there's this girl, and like obviously like, so I had bad, I had worse teeth than this before, before I had my braces and that. And when I used to laugh, I used to laugh, because obviously being in primary school, and I got picked on in primary school, I used to like fold my lips mm-hmm. over my teeth, and laugh like that. Yeah. And I used to take the piss out of me rotten, like yeah. that, and I used to think, and I think, like you say, that's what I carry along with me mm. now. Is not the vanity. I'm going to go and be a model. Oh no, it's I don't want to be Joey Essie or Love Island contestant or anything. You know, I don't. None of that. It's, Sorry, girls. Yeah, <laughs> and some boys. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's a. I, I think it's how you're comfortable. Yeah. So your body image, like some might look at you and think, "What the hell, strapping lad?" You know what I mean? Good looking lad. But you, you're going to be sitting there picking yourself apart. Mm, yeah. You know, and it, it, it is horrible. Well, that analogy of the teeth, I had the same thing, so I had braces as well. And I always used to smile, but I never make sure my teeth would show when I'm smiling. Yeah. Um, and I ended up having like, I think nine injections, I had four teeth out, um, to yeah, completely straighten them. I still got one now, because you know when they give you the retainer at the end? Yes. I stopped putting it in. You know, I started noticing yeah. again on videos yeah. that my, my bottom tooth is crooked. Um, but as a child, I mean, I was always doing that, but then when I speak to someone about it, they'll say, We've never noticed it. Mm. But that opinion, similar to when you said um, the lady at the dentist who said, I like your smile the way yeah. it is, it doesn't really mean anything if we're not happy in ourselves. Exactly. And, and that's the issue, really. And that's the whole body dysmorphia thing. So even in personal training, I've, I've trained people with like incredible physiques, you know, naturally that you yeah. could probably attain. And they just weren't happy because they were looking at what else they could possibly achieve, maybe with enhanced, or they're looking at somebody else who they think, oh, I should be like that. Um, and it's a very, very dangerous place. It's almost, it is a mental disorder. Um, and I think the more you go into it, it's, it's quite scary really, because you'll never be enough effectively. But I yeah. think this is like why I wanted to bring it up because the media portray it as um, being a very woman thing, mm. that um, anorexia and uh, bulimia and all these things. But running a boxing club, I see it so much in the young boys now. Because he's, he's a natural six stone, but he wants to be nine stone, mm. ten stone, mm. oh, but that's not your body type. Mm. Or he's a natural super heavyweight, he's never going to be a middleweight. You know, you've got to be who you are. Yes, we can get fitter, yes, we can get more chiselled, but we can't be something that we're not. And I've seen it so much now with these boys, and I think that's why steroids is on such a massive, massive uprise. It's a bodybuilder's nature as well, isn't it, that? I mean, how many, how many like, documentaries have you seen with bodybuilders? <coughs> and they, you know, if, if they can't cut up, you look at them and you think, wow, right. yeah. they are a machine, the dedication and, and the, the discipline they have to, to achieve that body. And then you hear them like, talk of the depression because they're not as cut as it was last year and they're not as, or they're not as heavy. And you think, wow, have you seen, have you it, seen you in that, the mirror? At that point, you can't help that they're being judged anyway. The whole mm. point of bodybuilding yeah. is you get up on the stage and you'd be judged. You'd be judged yeah. So, you, it's, that's a fair yeah, point. Yeah. It's like it's like a beauty pageant for big blokes, right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, like women, women, and do for as women, well, yeah. But you, yeah. But it, it is in that sense, isn't it? It's a, you're being judged on your appearance. It's yeah. it's a glorified beauty pageant. And, and ultimately, there's only one person can win it. Mm, so. yeah. and, the, yeah. and the problem behind the whole theme is 
you're looking for the perfect physique and that word in itself yeah. is a dangerous word. It depends word. who's looking. Because yeah. what's perfect, you know, they say perfect's just an ideal. Perfect yeah. doesn't miss it. And like you said, who's looking, what's perfect to you? I mean, they do have, I'm talking of bodybuilding, they do have set a set structure on how they judge, and they symmetry and, and, and whatever else. But I've never really thought about how you lads are bringing it up next. I've always just seen it. I mean, it's not like they're being judged on the strength. How much they can yeah. curl out. It is just, mm. yeah, I've never really thought of it like that. But it is. It's strictly like aesthetics, basically. Yeah. But what, what, what can you, like, what can you do? Because like you said, it don't matter what compliments you get paid. You take the rough with the smooth, but you take more notice of the rough. Of course. Always. You know, so. You have to so, change your perspective. So you have to kind of strive for progress. Well, this is what I do, rather than perfection. Yeah. There's, um, there's a famous coach actually, boxing coach Adam Booth, and he, he was on a podcast the other week and he said, ignore both. Mm. Ignore ignore the haters and ignore the people who are praising you, because it doesn't matter. No, Neither of them matter. That's true. That's if, true. You're, if you're at that point there, you're, you're ignoring both and you're not talking by either. So but you're not going to get you, big-headed and yeah, you're not going to yeah. get down. That you're not, you're it's not very easy to say and very is. difficult to do, isn't it? Yeah. If you're in your own head as well. With, with, social media and whatever else that just makes it filters and stuff like that you know that's that's another thing and perspective like you say we always bang on about social media and it being a show reel for people's mm. you know oh look at me yes i'm on holiday well as about the other 360 <laughs> days you're spending in rainy blackpool or whatever you know why don't you post that why am you doing it on, on the greek islands of, with all the sun and i think that's that's a big thing social media and, and perspective plus the way you can take a photo I mean, we've probably all seen it now on social media where you've got a fitness expert who's standing up there with the right lighting and the right yeah. and he looks great Absolutely. then he'll take another one saying well actually this is what i look like most yeah. of the time yeah. well, you, you with, said that the other day didn't you yeah uh, i did the exact same thing i just took two photos within like 10 minutes of myself when i was tensing the shit out of myself had all these filters used all the yeah. instagram stuff the other one just completely relaxed um, it was actually the, the post that got the most traction as well because people are like, wow, that's the truth behind it. Mm. But, but you don't see that. Nobody really shows that, I suppose, online. And that's the problem. That's what, when you're training and you're working so hard, you're still looking at this ideal of pers uh, perfection yeah. effectively. So you're not just comparing, which is already a bad thing. You're comparing with almost like, like fake, fake mm. effectively. Yeah. So it's quite dangerous. It's, it's mad like, to think that, I mean, we can talk this now. And I'm a bugger for not following our own advice. So whatever we talk about, <laughs> I can put yep. like an interesting perspective across. But you know, I'm a bugger for not following it, and I'll still tease myself. Like, look at when I do like my freestyle videos and that. They're not one shots. Mm. I, I don't go in there kill it one shot. No, if you know, if I mess up that word, I do say I knew about. I'm striving for what I believe to be. It's it's, it's like the levels I set myself. But I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with that by way of wanting to only create your best. But when it gets to a point where you think, well, that that was decent, but you still I was at the wrong angle, or you know what I mean? It wore from behind my good side. You know, you, you start thinking. Maybe change your narrative then and start releasing it all. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's see the ones before, because ultimately, no, no one goes out there and does it first great time. The, the, you know, the best yeah, of it. It's always. And I suppose that separates you, from, mm. like you did, and you, you allowed you show them that it's not a one-shot kill mm. every time. I started including bloopers now in the podcast. And Luckily, we don't have to do that one with yeah, it. Honestly, it works. And I did one podcast. I think it was episode seventy-seven. The reason I know that is because some lady actually messaged me today saying I'm listening to this and I resonate really mm. like loads with it. Basically, and she goes. 
because I did it in one take. So there was a couple of A's in there, a couple of R's that I would normally cut out. Um, there was a bit where I just completely went off the topic and then kind of came back in yeah. a roundabout way. Um, and she appreciated that. But I recognize that more so when I look at some of the greatest speakers in the world. Now, take away the top 10, but generally speaking, the, the influencers like The Rock, and I think I mentioned this previously, go back and watch any of The Rock's videos on Instagram, mm. anyone watching this today. He says the word, uh, about probably 100 times within three minutes, but you don't notice it. He's a rock, he's already captivating, and you're just looking for his message. And so often yeah, we think true. that one uh, or that one ah uh, is going to derail someone and take them away from the podcast when it's not, because that's just human nature. That's pretty much how we all talk. I watched the program on that about... Um, the difference between working class and middle class mm. and they they did something very good like that because the working class if they're on an interview they're not sure where to put their legs mm. they're not sure if they have to say uh they're not sure if they're going to say bollocks <laughs> they're not but someone who's been brought up in that uh that environment of e uh, eden what's the, the university the public school eton oh, i know you know what i mean yeah. they're, they're probably educated they, they're used to doing that so yeah. they know when to F and Jeff, they know when to. Yeah. But when we we feel like imposter syndrome, mm. we feel like going back to that bully kid again. We're gonna get found out. If I say this, or if I don't say the right thing, or if I say uh, mm. he's gonna think I'm thick. Mm. Whereas the natural people, they do it so brilliantly. They're the ones who cap, uh, captivate us because they're one of us, but they're one of us who can necessarily say something better than we could. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that public. Public etiquette, you were talking about earlier, where, where they're trained to say this and say that. I mean, like you say, we were just laughing about one of the last ones when when you said a few things that yeah. ultimately you'd think, I shouldn't have said that. Mm. But, you know, why why not? Mm. You know, we're, we're not media trained and we're, no. you know, yeah. we're real people. You know, <laughs> we're definitely not media trained. No, 100% not media trained. <laughs> I did media studies though, you know, for two years at Cambridge College. I didn't notice okay. that. <laughs> <laughs> but what we want is, we want this to be like, Whoever's out there is the fifth person in the room. Of course. So as you're listening to it in the gym or in your car, you feel like you're a part of the conversation. Mm. And I always said I want this to be like the Wu-Tanga podcast. Mm. I want everyone here to have a different perspective. Someone will be someone you can identify to. Someone will remind you of your dad, your brother, your son, your mate from down the pub, your mate from... And that's what I wanted to be. I wanted it to be. Yeah. When we first came up with the idea, four different people, different upbringings, everything... The same goal of talking about our struggles and victories. Because when you have to suppress your personality, that that leads to mental health issues. Yeah. So being on on this podcast, which is here to raise awareness of it and yeah. remove the stigma from it, it'd be it'd be kind of odd for us to suppress our personalities, wouldn't it? Yeah. We've, we've we've seen yours now, though, Kevin. Okay? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, I am what I am. If you put yeah. me in a room full of millionaires, or you put me in a room full of Ruffins, mm. I'm still giving Dylan. Yeah, I'm polite. I don't mean people harm, and I'm a matter of my own moral compass. Well, you know, going back to the body morphia, um, dysmorphia, and that with you. Obviously, you you mentioned your eyes and that. Mm. Is there anything else that you you kind well, of? I've always been up and down my weight. I've always, um, when I was very young, I, I um, like my eight, uh, teens. I was a very fat kid. I was um, I was very skinny as a kid, and then I had to on steroids. Uh, for my eyes and I ballooned at like 10, 10 years old I went from 6 stone to 10 and a half stone then I went up to like 11, 12, 13 so by the time I was 13 I was 13 stone really fat because uh, the steroids knocked me about uh, and that getting teased about being very fat and everything 
So I always worried about it. Then I lost all the weight, got very fit. And um, but then I used to look at myself thinking, now I'm too skinny. But I could walk past the mirror three times. I'd walk past, I was too skinny. I'd walk past the same mirror and I was too fat. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I could literally do that. I'd walk past it and go, oh God, my arms, my arms are so skinny. Yeah. And then I'd walk past it and go, oh, but I've got a fat here. There wasn't no fat on me. But you'd look and you'd think that, that you'd go back to that fat yeah. kid. So I've always been up and down with my mind thinking, yeah, I'm feeling out of my arms now. I'm feeling, oh, I wish I could lose this. Mm. I wish I could. And that, that's always been in my head, my weight. Do you find like, do you find weight is kind of a universal, um, you know, angle of attack on yourself, no matter who you are, whether you're male, female, young or old? It's just a metric that everyone uses, isn't it? And it so, tends to be one that you focus a lot of yeah. attention on. See, I don't think I've weighed myself in about a year and a half, two years. But it's not on the kilograms yeah. for you, yeah. or the pounds, or the ounces. Yeah. It's the pockets of fat, isn't it? That's how you would judge it. It's not for like... me now, well, actually for me, and I try and get this with my clients when I used to do personal training. It's about how you feel. So I want, I want someone to, when they train with me or they train with me, when they leave, they feel better as a result of it. Yeah. Not necessarily, they might not look better, their physique, but maybe their heart's running better. Maybe they've they got more energy in themselves. Yeah. Their cardiovascular's gone up, for example. They've got more strength. And that's how I judge myself. So I never look in the mirror. Now, I've been 5% body fat when I used to train with you. I'm probably about 16% now. It doesn't bother me. I couldn't give a shit, to be honest, yeah. whether my abs are showing or not. But I do have that thing where if I'm on like a bad diet for a week or two, then I feel sluggish and I play football and I'm like, I'm just off the pace. Like I've lost that half a yard. Yeah. And then what I do is I get back in the gym and I just lose that. But again, I'm never weighing myself. I don't even know what my weight is now. Well, and you're always in the gym, aren't you? Always, but I, I train for performance and health. I, I want, my, my goal is to live as long as I possibly can. Yeah. So it's like, what can I do to put the odds in my favor for that? Um, so that's what I use. But everyone needs to find something that doesn't, basically affect their mental health because we exercise to, mm. to improve our health effectively. So if you're doing it, but then you're beating yourself up straight afterwards, it's, it's counterintuitive. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, so what's the point of doing it? So we mm. need to like, basically do something that gives us a positive impact and then leave, just leave it there, let that be, and then... That's a very good point because I have people up here and they'll, they'll want to do the boxing and they're really good, but then they'll beat themselves because they've had a bad spar or they've yeah. done something wrong. Then you have to say, look, it doesn't matter, it's just, this is just class work, this is just a mock exam, it doesn't matter. But then you'll see people, if you, well, if your hobby isn't fun, yeah. find something else. It's a job then. It's, it's a job. See, I, like yeah. when I was doing my personal training and that, oh, this is not a shameless plug by the way, but I, it was called New Regime Fitness, that was my, my fitness movement, mm -hmm. and, and I had like a slogan, join New Regime Fitness, achieve your peak physique. Mm -hmm instead of the or a peak physique because everyone's is different yeah. yours yours might be smaller than me you might yeah. be happy at, at 20 stone with, yeah. with a big you know what i mean so it's achieve your peak physique when, when how you feel after like you say i do weigh me every single morning and i'll be honest i'm i flutter between 10 3 and 10 7 and i cannot budge off that way yeah um you know i have been 11 stone plus when i was training 10 12 years back but like, I can't put 10 7 is pretty much my base weight, you know what I mean? And I, and I, I feel it, I, I start feeling, man, you should be heavier than this. I'm a 31 year old man, you know what I mean? But you're, you're just a different body structure to someone else. There's also. body types in that body endomorph, types. mesomorph, yeah. and ectomorph, yeah. yeah. Not that, like, some are slim, some are athletically built, and some are larger mm -hmm. built, and that's the somatotypes they're called, mm -hmm. isn't they? Mm -hmm. You know, and that, that's. I would say to the kids, just remember, you've got to realise what kind of dog you are. 
some are chihuahuas, some are staffies, some are great dames, some are lurchers, some are springer spaniels. But a doberman can't be a collie. Mm. A collie can't be a staffy. So you've mm. just got to be happy with what dog you are. You know what I mean? And it's great. One, one's a sprinter, one's a hunter, one's a fighter, one's a growler, one's a... Play to your strengths. Play to your strengths. Mm. That's, a, that's a, like, to compare it to dogs and that, I think that's an interesting angle. Because when you look at it like that, it takes all... All the stress out of it, you yeah. think, okay, I'm not a staffy, I'm a, I'm a whippet. Yeah. You know, so there's nothing wrong with being a whippet. No, nah. you know I mean, make good money. Yeah, money. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, look, it, it's, as we say, it's not just weight. Weight tends to be a big focus. Because well, I think of, it is a number, isn't it? So it's easy to judge, it's easy to not move off, it's mm. easy to see where your progress is going when you've got something that tangible. Whereas if you're looking in the mirror, you might you might have got two extra inches on your arms, but if you haven't measured it, you look in the mirror, you deceive yourself. Absolutely. It goes well to train your mind first, like you say, it's perspective, because you can look in the mirror and then 10 minutes later be in a shitty mood because someone's cut you off look in the mirror again and have a completely different perspective yeah. on yourself. So like you say, it's about altering your perspective. Just reframe it to, to, move, to yeah. move yourself forward rather than beat yourself up effectively. Well, yeah. Me and Craig have just said, like, mind, like, weight and laser and nystagma. He said he was with his teeth. What are your two hang-ups physically? Pretty all right to be done. <laughs> no, I'm just too good looking. I'm personal. Leave the house with his hair messy and everything. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, I'm just, I think there's just more things to worry about. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I like to be fitter. Mm. I, you know, I'd like, but, but well, then, if it's not the physical image, is there something that you have got to hang up about? If you think of something that. Um, do you worry do, a lot or do, do you oh, yeah, too short do. tempered or they too do. Or constant worry but you know understandably as well you know i don't yeah, beat myself yeah. up about it i try and get out of it that's that's the key to it so as opposed yeah. to like physiological is that uh, character traits you know personality traits that you might think you know i wish i was this or i wish i was there or more than likely, I'd have to think about it a bit more to give you a good answer. To be honest, I'm too indecisive. <laughs> yeah, too indecisive. There we go. Six ages to cook dinner in our house. <laughs> How about you, as you can have a think uh, about it. Nothing, oh, nothing from like a physical standpoint. I'd say personality-wise. Mm. Now that you just said that, I think we've spoken about this. It's probably anger. To be honest, yeah, it kills me. I, I, don't, I don't know what happens. I could be like the calmest person you'll ever meet smiling but then it's like you tip me over the edge and i'm yeah. like the last person i ever want to see or you know i look at myself and i'm yeah. like in disgust and that's something that i'm trying to work on i'm trying to find ways to like mitigate that so i think we, and again it's that thing we know we can do better mm. and it's wanting to do better almost instantly that's the, that's the struggle because i know it's going to take time yeah. i need to work on what triggers me that's more an issue but physically and stuff i'm never really we have that in common, don't we? We've spoke about that before. A lot, we, a lot about you know, it. We have that in common. And, and it's not just anger, like just the odd swear, it's like rage. It's, ra it's yeah. blind rage. Blind rage. And then it's, way, it's like coming around in another room, wondering what the damage you've done and who you've upset, and then feeling the guilt. And it's a cycle. Mm. So, yeah, we have that. So, when you think of personality, there's probably a lot of traits like jealousy and envy, you know what I mean? I can, I can be. Do I, not jealous as in, fuck me, he's had a new car and I ate. But I don't know. I, I need to think of a way to word this. Mm. Not only about making myself pretty. But it's <laughs> for like self-image. Oh yeah, it is the image of ourself mm. from ourself. 
So how we how we perceive ourselves is often different to how others perceive us. Yeah. But how we perceive that other people perceive us yeah. is where it gets complicated. Because you think, if I do this, I'm going to look a fool. But then you go, if I go out there, now he's going to think I'm a fool. Mm. But you don't actually know what he thinks of you. Yeah. And that that's a lot of stuff that holds us back. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask her out. But how about if she thinks I'm a fool? Mm. How about if he thinks that she's ugly? And thinks less of me for asking out her. You're yeah. your own judge during an execution, <laughs> yeah. and that, you know that you, you need you need to not think so much. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to go. If you like yeah. her, or you like that, then you should do it mm. because you like it. Don't be worried about what she thinks. Don't worry about what he thinks of what you think of that person or of that thing, and just do do it for you. Because often, as we've said a million times. You are worrying about what these other three blokes are thinking, and those three blokes couldn't give a kibber's dick yeah. about what you're doing. You know what I mean? Stopping your what own you, unhappiness. Well, you just said there. There's um, I think, um, I think it was Jay Shetty or someone. He said it when he went to the monk thing. I might butcher this, by the way, but he said, "I'm not who you think I am. I am who you think you think I am." So effectively, what yeah. you just said, yeah. and it was and the way he says it, and it just makes so much sense. So it's again, you're, you're thinking, "What's that person thinking of me?" Effectively. Yeah. And then you start to build your own self-narrative around that. Um, very dangerous place. Very dangerous place to be. It, it all, like we, we all say, it all boils down to your own mind, though. Mm. Your own... Your control own, it, mate. You've got to control every, it. Every, everything in life starts, starts here. You know, mm. it's like what they say, what you see, you think, what you think, you feel, how you feel, you act. You know, so if you're starting to see the world's version of perfection you're starting to think that's perfection you're starting to feel like you're not perfect and then you're starting to act in a way yeah that, that's causing depression and it's causing this and all that so that cycle actually makes a lot of sense in that perspective but it's so much harder at this generation because you've got the love islands you've got the instagram the facebook and we're just bombarded with these beautiful perfect airbrushed people and you're thinking well how do i compare even the youngsters now Watching the pornography, you know when I when I was a youth, we had we had like the sun. You would only have short privets of porn, you know. But nowadays it's everywhere, and the youngsters are growing up watching. I'm family guy. No, no, but they're watching real hardcore stuff, so they don't know what's real because we're surrounded by so much plastic. Nonsense. We don't know Not how we should <laughs> how we should conduct ourselves. Is this the right environment to be doing this? Instead of thinking, is this real or is this a movie? Is this a script? Is this someone's highlight reel that hasn't really happened? Yeah. I think that's that's what it is. It's it's like social media platforms and the way society is and the, the kind of content that they consume at a, such a young age, you know, they, they struggle to differ differentiate between reality yeah. and entertainment as yeah. such you know like love islands and stuff like that it's all been it's game shows like i'll call them game shows but reality tv shows i've been around for years and years and years and decades yeah. the difference is you knew they were mm. and i'm on such a platform now and they're so idolized mm. it's it's the separation of reality to that fantasy that they're struggling with. What's on like, like WWE when you were yeah. younger? You thought it was all real, real, yeah. and, and they were doing it, and so you, yeah. you copied that, didn't you? You went out there and you you were doing the moves on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, and it's dangerous. It yeah. was dangerous, but 
You'd be told then, though, that it was dangerous? Well, that's it. You'd be told that it's, You're not it's, told it's, it's, not, it's not real. They're trained athletes. They, they know how to land and they know how to... It's a sport as yeah. such. But it's what is, as you were saying, like, it, it's so fake. Mm. It's so believable. Like, these people, they, because they're good-looking and they're doing something, they're cheeky, they can get to be a super celebrity by not playing talent. Mm. Back in the day, you had to be, if you were a musician, you could play the guitar, yeah. you could sing. If even if you're like a, a, yeah, a good looking, you're being a talent. Then. Yeah, even yeah. if you're like Bruce Forsyth, he was created doing a, a, a game yeah. show, yeah. and he, he could hold the crowd together. Yeah. You know that was his talent, getting everyone to join force and have a laugh. Nowadays, hi, I'm shagging him or I'm shagging her is good enough to get you a living. I think that's man because like when I, I watch some old old movies or I listen to some old singers and you watch the videos, you look at them and you think the teeth from yellow or not straight yeah. and, it's, and you think I always say to them listen that, that would not fly in today's no. age can you imagine some of the some of the greats that yeah that Bob probably, Dylan I know like that you know can who you, can't sing to save his life but he's a brilliant musician I mean even the haircuts of the Beatles I know yeah. it was a thing then yeah. but like they laughed out of everywhere and the hippie kind of ones or meatloaf <laughs> people like that you know these people who were Icons, and you're thinking, God, he's Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy I mean, Osbourne. I looked at something the other day. I know he's very, you know, he's a taste. You know, that you've got to like, I suppose. But I watched something the other day. An old interview just must have been just after he bit the batted off. And to look at him, he's like really weird in that. But it, like the captions were saying, I think every one of his albums have gone platinum. Yeah. And you think, right? Can you imagine like today's kids looking at him and he's? But that—that that was when it was about. The music you'd, the you'd, you'd listen, but nowadays, before MTV, yeah. before you had to go, oh, he's, he's good looking, oh, she's beautiful. It was just listen to the music and be transported because that's, that's what the other musicians. So that's, that's, that's adding to like the body dysmorphia and the, and the thing. I mean, I'd, if you were to do a survey, I'd average, if they were brave enough to say, a good many from the age of like 15 to 25. I guarantee that they beat themselves up about. Oh man! I'd I'll say ninety-eight. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Because, because I mean, I look at my daughter yeah. now; just gone eleven, and she's all over TikTok and Instagram, and yeah, yeah, I suppose. And you see it in um, the way she dresses. Mm -hmm. not They're not kids anymore. Not that she worries about the way yeah. she dresses. Should I say? Not that she dresses wrong, yeah, probably, or, but yeah. she, you, you know, she'll. She'll have five outfits out if we're giving it. Anyway, give me, oh, I don't know which one to have. Come down asking me. I don't want to go out, you know what I mean? But it's funny though, when, when like you have like your mummy's age and stuff, when we were oh, eight to ten, what do you want for Christmas? I want, I want a He-Man. Yeah. I want turtles. I want, you know, now it's, I want a Ben Sherman. Yeah. I want Ben Sherman, I want, and you're thinking, really, you're going to go fall out of a tree? You're going to go, we don't climb out of trees. It's a it's a hundred pound t shirt. I'm not climbing no god trees. You know, you know, like you, you know, when we were kids, we used to love it when my auntie come round because we had cousins slightly older than us. They'd come round with like two black bin bags full of clothes, and we'd be sitting there like eight years, nine years of age, thinking, "Can't wait for it to go." Because yeah. as soon as I went bump, we was in yeah, that yeah. bag, and it was brand new. And mom and dad always did well by us. You know, I'll say one of my songs. Uh, about my dad's work ethic, that's how we got fed. Oh, Hand-me-down clothes, that's how we got dressed, but dad's work ethic, that's how we got fed. And it took me until I got older to realise. Mm. But we were so excited to, to get these bag full of clothes off our cousins, you know what I mean? And you think, wow. My dad was, a, was kind of the opposite to that. Now, so my dad will only wear designer clothes, and the reason is, is he, he had everything hand-me-down from his brothers. Right. So now, he's, grown, he, he's older and he... And, 
he's got the money and he won't wear yeah. everything he's designed. See, that's stuck in his head, that is. He's yeah, changed the way he's acting. That, yeah. That's what happens in life. Something will happen somewhere. There's no doubt he got TVs for wearing. Yeah, absolutely. Now, don't, don't... Enough with that's the full circle. Mm. From your tea, my weight, to the clothes. Mm. It's not the vanity, I've got to wear Armani, mm. I've got to... It's what happened to it as a young age, age. or that, that trauma, and it is trauma, you know, sticks with you and you want that little child or that person don't ever want to feel like that again yeah. so we do everything in our power to prevent it from happening i think it's i think it's my dad you mentioned your dad and say he only wears designer because he grew up on ambulance now my dad he was born in 62 and he'll wear trainers now until they come off his feet until they crawl off and he grew up literally he said to us i'd grow up last up worse dressed mm. And that's, there was eight of them, and his mum passed away when he was about four or five, so his dad raised him. But last up, worst dressed, you know what I mean? He'd, he'd quite often go to, probably go to school with no underwear on, because someone's told me, you probably killed me for saying it, but they did. They said to us, oh, I remember your dad, we used to call him and stay on the upper, and he'd chase us around the mm. playground until he caught us. Mm. Now, I had that matter, my dad had hand-me-downs and, and whatever else, and he still stuck with that, like, I don't care, I'm comfy. Mm. What meaning you take from that circumstance effectively? See, someone said to me point, about yeah. me being a brand, I mean, I'm not like that, but being a brand freak, because uh, I always got my son the best of everything, whatever he wants he can have, and it doesn't bother me how much for a pair of trains if he only wears them three months. And they said, you're my brand freak. I said, no. I said, it's about moving up a bit. I said, we grew up on hand-me-downs, and Dunlop and Ascot and Airtech and iTech trainers, you know, so I want I want to move up. Mm. You so know. you could in the same what direction as his dad yeah. for my kids. Well, that's, the same that, that, that's the thing, is yeah. yeah. That's very much the same with me. Like, I was, my, say, my, my daughter's birthday the weekend and she had these um, Nike Airs. And I remember these Nike Airs when I was that age and everyone had them. Yeah. And the, and it, and like, it makes me happy that she can have them because I said to my wife, I remember my Nike Airs and they were Woolworths specials and you know they used to have the air bubble thing yeah, on the side, yeah, yeah, yeah. Woolworths special, this plastic air bubble thing on the side. So it's good that we can do that yeah. and she can, she can have that kind of stuff. And... So when I was in Aubush getting teas, I, obviously, you know, I respect my dad and that for whatever cheap trains we had at the time. Now I respect it, but we used to have, especially this one kid, um, he, he was a... I think his mum was a single parent. There was on him at the time, and it was when the Puma King Astro Turfs come out, the red ones and the black and gold ones and whatever else. And they'd come in these, and they'd be these expensive trainers, and we'd be in like these big bloaty Dunlops. <laughs> and it was just another, it yeah. was just another thing for him to take the to piss tease, out yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. So, but like I try and stay grounded. I try not to judge people on what they wear and well, of it, I, you I, know, I remember having a flogging at secondary school. We, we'd gone to somewhere. Uh, I think it was on a school trip. It was a school trip. We went to Drayton Manor, and um, we'd taken our, you know, when you take your your pack lunch, yeah. and my mom would put it in a netto bag. Oh, in netto. And, and it was just, it's one of the things she didn't think. I didn't think, you know, we'd just been shopping. Then you get there, you're on the bus, and you go, oh, fucking starving. What do you want? And you go, and they go, ah, netto, netto. And look, back in the day, Neto, Maldi, Aldi. Aldi. Aldi was the same, wasn't it? It was the same. Aldi was the same. Aldi was the same. Aldi was the same. But if you think yeah. back then, and it wasn't that well, it's 20 exactly. years ago. I was going to say that, that long ago, but when we were all kids, a lot of the people, yeah. if you were caught shopping at Aldi, 
Neto. Yeah. It was, oh my God. Nowadays, everyone's after a bargain. Absolutely. But then, yeah. it was almost embarrassing. You go, huh, you've paid. Well, it was for the for, for kids, you know it was. I'm sure the adults at that time didn't. Then give us it, yeah. You know yeah. what my mum and dad I'm used to shopping. walk down yeah. the road? Yeah. In the fridge. My mum and dad used to walk down the road with Aldi bags and we used to say, Mum, couldn't you have got some Asda yeah. bags to yeah. put yeah. the Aldi bags <laughs> yeah, 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 You know, and my dad always said, if you're mongrel, you're fucking ain't it. Yeah. Yeah. If you start bad, don't ate it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that was the mentality. You know, now it's a premium yeah. brand. Yeah. Do yeah. you know what's mad just on that point, though? So, we, I did the same thing. Everyone was scared of Audi bags. We didn't want to wear them. Um, but basically, it's because of somebody else has said something. Yeah. So, it's most likely, I mean, I remember myself, it was my cousin's sister at that point. She, she made a comment about Audi. So, I used to think in my head, if my cousin's ever come around, well, they find out, oh, you know, me and Audi. I was like, Mom, this is the end of my life. So I used to say to Mom, we can't have these beans because apparently it's all tomato sauce and there's no yeah, actual yeah. beans in there. Yeah. And all these rumours going around. But it's, it could just be that one opinion that yeah. would effectively change the way that you move through life. Mm. And again, again, from daddy perspective, so it's dangerous. So you probably heard somebody else say it and yeah. it's just stuck in your head. And I think Aldi rhymed with Maldi and that, my <laughs> mom shops at Maldi Aldi. And that, that yeah. was a thing back then. And kids were, kids were cruel. Kids yeah. still am cruel. You know, even to me, I did, we did a music day Friday at, at Troy's school. It was a really good day. That wasn't cruel, but you could see how... <laughs> yeah, it's how, okay. You little bastards. <laughs> no, that, that wasn't too cruel. But you can see, like, you can see, I mean, just to observe them yeah. in, in their own little habitat, you can see how, like, the slightest thing can divide them. Yeah. So, like you say, if you hear someone say this perspective on that, then you think, Okay, that's that's an embarrassment, and then it becomes what what you call it. If you think at that age, you're like a little sponge, so you don't know fact from fiction. So if someone says, um, if if you have that, you're a scrubber. Mm. You go, you know, you don't go like, as you know, you just go really, and you go, yeah, how come? My big brother said, well, it must be fucking fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing as well, you actually listen to the, those people, yeah. like you, you, yeah, you, you, it's you think you're your best friends, you yeah. know. If you do that, all the girls are like it, or you've got a girlfriend, I have got a girlfriend. <laughs> if you open your bag of crisps upside down, it means oh, you've got God, a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's those little things, it's funny you know, saying that. Even to this day, if I go to open a, I don't open a bag of crisps upside down. <laughs> Mate, you've been affected. No, but it did. But it's funny. It, Everyone, that one off. No, I remember first of all, if you open it upside down, you've got a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. What a silly thing to say. But you go, I haven't. I haven't. I'll open my bag of crisps the and right way. You're 16 and you're opening them all upside yeah. down. <laughs> I hope I've got a girlfriend. It's, it's, it's funny, what's 16? It's what that person says who has. No, no power. The problem is, you never see them again. Yeah, precisely. Or really, who gives a kipper's dick what he thinks, what his family does? And, but that comes with maturity. Yeah. But at 10, 11, 12, yeah, 13, 14, 15, 16, 18, 21, you know, you really care about what your peers it's think. Because you're finding yourself. You're finding yourself. And once. Once you get to a point where you think I'm 31, I'm never going to find myself. <laughs> yeah. They can think, yeah, they can think what they want. Yeah. You know, because you, you're trying to establish yourself as, especially being a male as well, I don't know how the females handle it, but especially being a male, you're trying to establish yourself as as, as a male, that dominant species, that you don't want anything that's going to undermine you as a man, which is ridicule. You know, that's that's a big that's a big version of undermining that, isn't it? You know, and I think that's the reason why it all boils down to perspective. So if you were going to say something to people for them to take something away from this, yeah. what would it be? The past is the past. You know, I, I, I think of like my experiences 
Don't carry them in a rucksack. Don't feel like you've got to carry everything you've been with, been through with you. Take it off, put it in the shed, so you know where it is. So all these things that we've been through, be them good or bad or traumatic or exciting, they're in the shed. But I haven't got to carry them with me. So all it does, it wears you down. That's a good one. Anything else of anyone else? No, I think that's pretty much it. And like you say, being back to like the body dysmorphia, it's about finding, like you said, it's about carving your own yeah. perception and not not listening to it. Because a, a good many people that ridicule you for how you look and what you're wearing and where you're shopping and something like that, a good many of them will say it in, in that moment and not give you a second thought. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. And you want to know something great? As much as they're teasing you, they're probably fucked up themselves. Absolutely. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> you, you see that yeah. on so many movies, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like where where it's they they're being ridiculed and they're being abused somewhere along the line. They might just need a hug. Yeah. So if they're taking a piss out of you, just give them a hug. Yeah. So that's been wonderful, boys. Won't have a quote today because I think we've just left John a couple. <laughs> so until next week, gang. Turn on a bit. Listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you would like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, ta a bit. Listen, listen, listen.